Hi and welcome to the TXF FitZone podcast. I'm Oliver O'Connell, Content Development Manager for TXF in New York. Today I'm here with John Ahern, Global Head of Trade, City Treasury and Trade Solutions, to talk about how the bank supports trade in emerging markets in collaboration with IFC, a member of the World Bank Group. This summer, City and IFC signed a $1.2 billion risk-sharing facility to stimulate the growth of trade and support economic development in some of the poorest countries in the world under IFC's Global Trade Liquidity Program. Uh, so as we mark a decade since the start of the global financial crisis, it seems appropriate to revisit some of the responses to the crisis from the trade finance market. Uh, John, uh, good to have you here today. Um, so this is uh, an extension uh, to an existing facility launched in 2009. Um, can you give us a quick history of how the GTLP works, why it was conceived in the first place, and, and why City got involved? Well, if you, if you go back and you look at um, the events around 2008, 2009, the markets were in incredibly difficult positions, right? Um, everybody, everybody was talking about how world trade was, you know, sort of falling off the cliff. Liquidity had gotten extremely expensive, mm -hmm. and if you, what was very interesting was if you look at how sort of capital flows, um, especially in trade. Trade is predominantly a U.S. dollar-driven uh, economy, right? It's probably 80, 85% U.S. dollars. Most of the major suppliers of U.S. dollars to the emerging market banks were very much tied up in the crisis. Mm -hmm. So you had these banks significantly cutting their balance sheet. There was concern about how much liquidity they were going to have, etc. And then on the other side of the equation, you had all of these emerging market banks that were looking for U.S. dollar liquidity and needed that U.S. dollar liquidity to keep continue to finance their SME and middle market um, clients. Mm -hmm. So the goal was um, to find additional sources of liquidity that could be targeted specifically to those markets to make sure that they continue to have access to U.S. dollars to allow their economies to continue to operate and to expand. So there was a conversation that we had with the IFC, and mm -hmm. City and the IFC have a very long uh, history, a very long partnership. Sure. They were coming to us saying, you know, so how do we get involved? How do we make sure that liquidity continues to flow to the emerging markets? They're very actively involved in trade. Uh, I can tell you, originally, IFC was a little bit resistant to doing it on a funded basis. Uh, they have a program that's been out there for years and years, and we use it quite actively, mitigating risk on an unfunded basis. They went out and they talked to a variety of governments around the world. They got various governments to provide liquidity to fund this program. And then eventually the program was rolled out to a variety of other uh, banks to use it. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting, as you watch the financial crisis kind of roll through, so the U.S. banks were very active and standard chartered in doing GTLP in around the 2008, 2009 range. It wasn't until we got into probably 2010 and 11 that the European banks, because now they were going through their own liquidity crisis, sure. really came on board. And that's when <coughs> the GTLP got up to scale. Okay. Um, so 
at its uh, like on the ground impact, I mean, what kind of transactions does the GTLP support? What's the sort of end typically, user? Typically, the end users are financial institutions. Okay. There are financial institutions in very, very selected uh, emerging markets. Um, they cannot be state-owned banks, so they have to be private banks. Um, they have to have a certain risk rating. Mm -hmm. And what's really been very nice about how the, how the GTLP has worked is as certain countries have so quite quote unquote sort of graduated, um, they've become they become un ineligible for the GTLP. Okay. But as other markets go through stress, the IFC will add those markets to banks that are eligible for the GTLP. So CityX is the wholesale lender basically, right? And we're lending both our funds and the IFC's funds into emerging market banks. Typically, their trade finance, their, their, their trade loans to FIs, less than 180 days is pretty much the norm, in targeted markets that both the IFC and City agree are places that need this liquidity. My, my memory of when the program initially started was that um, um, one of the great reasons that you guys fit in with the program so well was because you have such great global footprints. Yes. Is that part of it? Yeah, it was globality. Um, the IFC could could partner, especially in the early days, because we were working through legal agreements, all of that. Mm -hmm. They could partner with a bank that had a very large global footprint, and there, therefore they had access to a pretty significant uh, market. Versus if you had done some of the smaller banks or some of, some of our competitors, maybe you could have gotten X amount of the market, but not you, could, you wouldn't have had the globality that that city had. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, are you in similar partnerships with other institutions? Are they of the same size or scope? So we've done other other um, programs. Um, we're very good at trying to go into some very very difficult markets, <coughs> um, and in those difficult markets, look to basically leverage our risk appetite with partners. So, you know, we did another program uh, a number of years ago with the European Investment Bank mm -hmm. for Greece. Right. Okay. So this is when Greece was having their financial trouble. We just recently closed a deal with the Asian Development Bank, similar to the IFC. We, you, you know, use EBRD. We use a whole variety of these. And typically, you know, it's it's a way for us to leverage up our balance sheet. And when I say leverage up, to do, uh, let's say, a fifty million dollar project that we wouldn't want to do just on our balance sheet alone, mm -hmm. but share 50-50-25-25. And City is very attractive to a lot of these multi uh, multilaterals, etc., because they also want banks that can originate, and they want banks that they know and are comfortable with the underwriting skills of the bank, etc. So we do this with a whole bunch of partners around the world. One of the things we do at quite, um, what I think we do very well, is we're very good at reacting to issues. So if you go back and you look at the European Investment Bank deal, we were able to get that done probably six or seven months from the time Greece really started running into trouble, right? And again, we had a lot of um, FI clients in Greece that were looking for us to extend um, significant amounts of credit. It was unclear to us exactly what was going to happen with that market, but these were very, very good clients. We didn't want to just abandon them. So we kind of said, so how do we go in and work with someone else to make sure that we can give them the financing that they need? So you know, that's sort of the history of how we've done this. And again, we've been doing it for a very, very long time. 
I, I mean, I guess what's uh, crossing my mind is, like I began with, um, it's been 10 years since right. the start of the crisis, and this was one of the responses. Um, is it now just part of the industry? Um, because if you're responding to a crisis, I guess eventually you might sunset a program, but this now seems to be quite entrenched if you're... Yeah, I mean, look, I think... <sighs> I think the whole industry has shifted. I, I know City has shifted quite dramatically over mm -hmm. the last ten years, right? Um, historically, trade was a was a book and hold asset, right? So yep. you originated a deal, you put it on your balance sheet, it stayed there forever until it got paid off, and then you went and did another one. <laughs> what what everyone's kind of learning is that you really do need distribution of this paper. You need an efficient way to churn that book. Um, because from a capital point of view, from a liquidity point of view, having a book and hold business just doesn't work anymore, right? right. So we're very, very active in selling um, you know, supply chain finance assets and a variety of other assets into the secondary market. Uh, I believe we're probably the number one seller in the world, but there's no league tables. Maybe TXF can work on that. Um, <laughs> I'll see what we can do. Okay. Um, <laughs> But, you know, so that we have those kind of distributions, but then we also use programs like this, right? The mm -hmm. IFC, EBRD, et cetera, as a way to leverage. And what's really, what we found very attractive about the IFC program was because it was funded, we get true sale. And so therefore, it, it takes all the regulatory capital off of our balance sheet, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and the program we just announced with the ADB is very, very similar. It's true sale for us, right? And to us, it's just another distribution method. Whether or not it um, stays as part of the core trade business, I think, you know, will depend a lot on the multilaterals and how do they view this, right? Do they right. think this is good business? Do they think it's appropriate use of their donor funds? Or do they want to divert those funds someplace else in the future, right? But for today, we're very happy we've renewed. Um, we've just done the, done, done the Asian Development Bank one. We're in the process now of talking about the European to the European Investment Bank about renewing Greece because it's still uh, a problem. Yep. We're having a conversation with a couple of other development agencies about some other countries that are currently going through some, some stress. Um, Argentina is, mm -hmm. is one of the names that, that are you know, now being talked back and forth. Um, and you know between all their economic issues that they're having, so I think it is part of the business. But I think it's going to depend on the politics of the country that's in trouble, and whether or not the multilateral world or the you know the, the development agencies really want to support them, sure. versus you know who are viewed as sort of outliers and not good credit risks, etc.